Hello again. In tune for part two. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm still no. in your fancy office. No, I'm taking the piss because of um, that's what you do on TikTok. You oh, do you? Oh. This is part one, and then you go follow I can't. Back. Yeah, I know. I can't stand. <laughs> no, no, I'm so invested in part twos. Yesterday. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to have to tell you because I couldn't believe myself either. I was really disgusted. So I was watching this TikTok come on my For You page. Mm-hmm. There's um, a woman sat in the maternity unit, totally and utterly gobsmacked that her friend's husband was three rows in front with another woman who was pregnant. She's, like on the, she's, she's doing a TikTok going, like, he's here. I was at his house on Sunday, like, what What am I meant to do? Blah, blah. Then she comes back and goes, I've like, the next part of the TikTok goes, I've just, um, I've just been up to him and asked him, like, how's your wife? And he said to me, I haven't got a wife. And she was like, okay. So then it got to like, basically she sat and she's rang a friend and then it was like part two to come. I was so invested in what this wife had done that I went on her page and the crafty cow, when you went on a page on a TikTok, she then changed the part two to be on her YouTube. Smart. So she obviously got paid. She gets paid, don't you, on YouTube? Mm, you do. So her part two, if you wanted to watch the part two of that, that film, it was on YouTube. You so I, of course I did. I was too invested. So I got, You don't like YouTube as well, so it's funny. So I got to part two, watched the full thing, waiting for the reaction like this, like, come on, come on, while she was giving her overview. And at the end, she just says, but what are you meant to do? That's meant for you. And I was like, <laughs> I've not just wasted that much of my life chasing down, following links to YouTube for you. Is to that ju- even real, though? Do you know what I mean? Probably not, no. After no. I part two when it was on YouTube, I thought, no, we've all been had. So yeah, I'm taking the link out of part two thinking, but this isn't a this isn't a con. This is just following on. For anyone who didn't didn't watch last week, we were talking about income protection and um obviously the the iPod event about the awareness week and how I believe that a lot of the reason why advisors don't sell a lot of income protection is because it is information overload and it's not simple enough and they're trying to make something complicated, more complicated than making it more simple for clients. And then I said that I believe a client should be the person who makes a decision. And Ash said that that's a bit of a, in the in the industry, it's a bit of a, what's it, like not a taboo, but a... It's a controversial point, I think, yeah. Some people think it should be completely down to the um client other people think the advisor should be the one to navigate and decide what the client gets because they're the one who the professionals and that's why they're coming to them um um more towards the client one but down the middle as well like i do believe that this is my opinion on it i believe that advisors should have the confidence to give advice if needed i believe advisors should be very authoritative be authoritative and confident enough to tell a client when they're wrong. Yeah. And I think an advisor should be stern enough to be able to cover their own backside. And by that, I mean, if I've got a client, and I had one a couple of days ago who was basically saying to me, they don't need critical illness cover. I've got no issue now. And I did at the beginning. I was obviously, you get it with, with confidence experience. 
I would no issue by saying, I, I need you to explain that to me. Like, why don't you think you need critical illness cover? And when he explained it, I was like, so you, you're basically telling me you know you're not going to get cancer. And, you know, like, I've got, I, for me, as an advisor, it's not even, I said, to, I always say to clients, when they, whenever they don't take out something or they, they decline a certain product, they always say, look, without sounding rude, not even for your head, but for my own conscience, I need to tell you what I think here. And I'm going to tell you the risks and I'm going to tell you what I believe so that I know that, God forbid, anything does go wrong, that I gave you that advice because that's why you're coming to me as a as a professional and as what I do, you know, being my, this is my job. It's my responsibility to tell you that. I think that I think advisors definitely hold that, but I also strongly believe that our job is to give all the information, give it in a way they understand, make sure the client is fully aware of what's available, what they can have, what they might not want, might what they might not have thought the need is, and then them make the decision because it's their money, it's their budget, and it's up to them to decide for themselves what they think is important as long as they've been given the information correctly. I'm not saying come on a call. I'm talking purely about how I am because I am proper, thorough, and really, really going into detail with products. I've seen other advisors do it where they come on and they just say, you're going to get a lump of life and a lump of critical illness. They don't even explain what it is. They just tell them. Like, for me, that's a lazy shit job completely. You may as well just go on the internet and do it. Like, isn't that what our value is, is that we are explaining it. It's like anything like if we all knew how to do everything, no one would have a job to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can go, what's in a... Like, I, I know roughly what type of car I want, but the reason I go and speak to a, a salesman in a car shop, a car... Are they called car shops? What are they called? Yeah, a car showroom. Yeah. It's because I know that, yes, I might know a little bit about it, but I know that you know a hell of a lot more than I do, so I want your advice. Yeah. It's not his job to sell me a car. It's his job to tell me what the differences are between the cars and which one, based on my lifestyle, is best for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, isn't that yeah. everything? I think, yeah. So that's something that's an interesting point because I think on that, um, I, I, I agree I agree with you on that completely. I don't, I think that people, um, and, and I'm sure that there's people out there in the industry, I'm sure you know many people, you know names on this show, but like there's people out there who believe you can sell something. You cannot sell someone insurance. You cannot sell someone anything really. And it's stick. Your job as salespeople often whether you're an insurance broker, whether you're a mortgage broker, a car salesman, whatever, a kitchen salesman when you were back in the kitchen in the days, your job is to to guide and help people understand different scenarios so they can reach a decision that they actually came for at the beginning. And I think that is, you're very right, like your job is not to say, I want to lump you with a £300 a month premium. Your job is to go, what is your problem? This is what the solutions are. You decide what whether you want to, you know, reduce it, eliminate the risk, reduce the risk, or accept the risk. That's up to you. But you now have a more informed decision. I don't think it's your job to sell them something if they don't want it. But it is also, as you say, your job to make sure that they know about it. And I think that that's such a that's such a big um, misunderstanding, especially in the insurance industry. You have really different areas. Some people are like sales, churn them. You know, they're your book, they're your money. Sell them this, do that. And the reality is like sometimes i mean the one that, that literally upset upsets me it doesn't even actually annoy me upsets me 
when I would meet people who are like young, single, you know, they've got a house, but they're young and single and they had a life policy, but they had no kick and no IP, but they had a life policy. And I would see that all the time. And I'd be like, what? And it's because a salesperson's gone, I can tag that on there and I know they'll pay it. And I used to see it all the time. And I think that's a similar thing here. It's like, at what point are you actually being an advisor versus just trying to sell them something so you can make a commission and hope that in two years or four years, depending on what your indemnity, your, 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 your length is, that they don't cancel? Yeah, it's, it's just, it's a shit show, let's be honest. Like, yeah. that's why, that's why if people are coming to you for advice, you should give them advice. You or should. like mortgage cover that doesn't even cover the mortgage. That would be like, I've got a hundred grand here and you're like, your mortgage is 250. <laughs> so <laughs> don't the amount of the amount of times i see that and that boils my blood like it's just utter laziness that's all it is because i can't be bothered to go through it in detail and that's not like that that's every like loads of people who, who do the job and you'll get that everywhere you'll get people who are really good at what they do but yeah. for me it's just over and over again you you need like this this job for me gives me major anxiety. Like my conscience is like, I need to know my conscience is clear because for me, I'm not taking the call off someone. I'm not, not even for the client. Like it got, it gets to a point where like after you've done a few claims, you like I look at it now and I think as much as I want to make sure people have insurance, that they understand what they've got and create awareness. I love it and, and I absolutely adore doing it. But ultimately I'm looking after my head like I need to know that if any of my clients ever claim and something they haven't got or they didn't think that they had or whatever it might be, I know hand on heart I can say, no, no, you were 100% told about that. You were told this, this, this and this because I've said it, I've noted it down, I've backed it up, I've said it two and three times, you know, and it's that whole thing with like claims getting paid out. If you're coming on a call and you're saying to a client, right, you haven't had this, this, this or this, and then their claim doesn't get paid out. Who, who, who's, who's at fault here? Because I don't think it's the client. I think it's you. Yeah, if you've said you haven't had this stuff. Yeah. It's like for me, I'm like the other day on a call with a client, right? Three times. You know when your gut just knows? Like he wanted, he wanted certain product and I was like, it was the way he was going. And anyway, I always ask three times anyway, but I asked three times. Is there anything else he wants to put on his medical? Is there anything else you need to confirm? Is there anything else you've ever been to the doctors for? Said three times, no. And then I said, right, okay. And what I've started, this is something else. Like we all change and develop. This is something I've started doing now as well. I'll say it to them. So at the time, if you ever do need to claim, and I'll start explaining the claim process. And as soon as I said, so what will happen is if you ever need to claim, they will contact your doctors and they'll get a GP report. If this GP report does not match what I'm putting on this application, there's a chance that this claim won't get paid out. So if there's anything else you need to add on to it, please do it now or forever hold your peace. Literally mm-hmm. that, right? Oh, well, oh, and then started this, yeah. other, this thing, this major thing. And I was like, oh, my God, like... But I know, but I know that if that clay, if he'd have never told me that, and I hadn't pushed for a fourth time, and that I went to a claim, I wouldn't have myself. It'd be his fault. It wouldn't be mine because I'd asked three times. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. need to in your head that you've done it, not for the client, for you. And I think that on that, like, because I've had something like this similar in my line of work, and I think it's just something that it comes down to um, being. You know, this 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 show is about people in the industry, and it's about people who are working, business owners. It's about having authority in 
trusting your like your gut, like knowing that you've done the right job, no matter what. And I think that um, that's something that and I'm sure you probably could agree with this, maybe. But it's like when you first start doing something, you you feel like your job is to give them all the right answers. So yeah. when they say, well, yeah, when so when someone says to me, like I have people now, like we'll go, Ash, why you know I, I want to do this thing, and I'll say, well, that won't work. You should do this thing. And then I had someone recently, and now used to be like, yeah, okay, let's try it, let's do it. And I, I in my head, and I come in and go, they want to do this thing. I know it doesn't work. They want to do it, and I don't want to tell them no because I don't want them to offend them. You start to realize, and I think it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same with anything. If you are in a place of trusted advisor to anybody with anything in their life, that's what someone's paying you for. They're not paying you to be their friend. They're paying you to give them the right advice. And I actually ended up having a conversation with a client recently who said something like this, from, and they said, well, does you think it reflects badly? And I said, uh, and a bit like you said about going to sleep at night, it's the same thing. I said, I don't care whether my clients are successful or not. I said, what matters to me is that I know every time I speak to somebody, I'm giving them the right advice for the situation, of their, for their situation. And I know that it works. He said, if they come to me in a year's time and said it didn't work, and I look at what they've done and they haven't done everything I told them to do, well, that was their fault because it worked for me and it worked for everybody else. Now, that took years. And I think that's the thing that we have to get to with 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 any level of, of um, as a broker, as an insurance broker, as anything, is you have to get to the point where you go, you have to tell that client that you think that, that, that they're wrong for not taking that life insurance policy or that critical like, And if they don't, that's cool. But you think you, you tell them because if you don't tell them, all you end up doing is you end up shortchanging yourself every single time. And you'll probably find yourself like now I said, and someone said to me, they said, well, someone said, do, do you measure, do you, you know, like, like you, it's like, you're successful because you did the work. We talk about it so many times here about consistency. You're not successful because I did the work for you. There was many other clients came after you that didn't do what you did. And that's because you did it. And I told you every time when they didn't like what you were doing. And it's exactly the same. That's why you're successful is because you're not afraid to have the awkward conversations. And I think that a lot of us, and I was bad at this when I was a broker myself, I would be the guy that would go, yeah, we can do it. And then I'd be like, and not to, to cheat it, I'd be like, I just couldn't say no. Yeah. And, I, and, and then I'd have to come with them with even worse news. And I think that's yeah, the thing. There's, there's nothing worse. Like I, when I first started, you, all you want to do is please your clients because obviously they're yeah. clients. And you wanna you wanna make sure that they're happy with what you're doing, but at the same time, what's more important than being happy with what you're doing? Are you knowing that you can sleep at night, knowing you've done the right thing? And the right <laughs> job, isn't it? And the, the most most powerful people I know, the best people I know, say it as it is. And they're not rude, they're not mean. It's not rude when it's real. If you turn yeah. around and say you're I think if you turn to someone and said, I think that you're you, that you're irresponsible. We've seen it. I mean, I've seen stuff on social media where people are like, I, his husband, her husband was an absolute idiot. That's disgusting. You shouldn't do that. But if you turn around to someone and say, you know, to eliminate the risk of this happening to you, this is what this is what it will cost. You're telling me you can't afford that. I know you can because you've told me how much money you make and what your outgoings are. So you're choosing not to afford it. We just need you to understand that. I need you as my job to you to understand that you're choosing that this is not as important to you. What, what I always say, because I find like I don't want them to think I'm telling them what to do with the money because it's not my money, it's their no. money. But I like, I'll openly just say, look, this is what, the, you've said you don't want this, this and this, that's fine. 
This is the risk you're taking on not having it. And at the end of the day, this isn't about whether you can afford it or not. It's whether you see value in it. Yes. And you're telling me that you don't see value in it. And I'm saying, please think about what I'm telling you. Cancer's one in two. You, 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 you're happy to take that on? You've got kids. You're happy to not have that, that your children covered? That's fine because it's your budget and it's your money. And if you don't see value in it, I can't force you to see value in something. I see it because I see what it does. But I'm telling you for my own conscience that I think that you're making a mistake. Yeah. But that's completely up to you. That's that's literally how I do it. And it's not about whether they can afford it, whether they see value in it. And I'll, I'll, I use the same, I've probably said it loads of times before, but I use the same example about... Keo wants the full Sky package with the boxing and the Sky Sports and the BT. I can afford to pay for that. We can afford to pay for that, no problem. But am I shite having full Sky movies and sport? Yeah. It's something quid a month. I won't do it. So we have Netflix. And that it's not because I don't can't afford it or I don't I don't well, have the budget for it, so I don't see the value in it. Well, price and my my mentor that I've worked with for a long many years now, six years, and it always says to me that price is an issue in the absence of value. And he's a behavioral psychologist and that's, and, and it's really helped. And the thing with that, and it's very true price and, and the way that he was described very like similar, for example, with myself, I don't care about cars. I'm not a car guy. I used to have a BMW three series. I have the bottom range BMW three series. And it was like the smallest engine. And it, it looked the same to me. Everyone would sit there and say, they've got the M three thing. I don't know anything about cars. That BMW looked the same as my BMW it didn't bother me yet. My dad, who's an engineer would be like, Oh, you're not driving that. That thing's an amazing thing. It's yeah, all about... the best PC monitor. Go on. Exactly. So it's no different than I've got. I've got a Mac that's six grand, you know, but, but my, but like my, like you, you'd be like six grand. Just look at my computer. I only paid 600 quid. It's about the perception of value. Yeah. And, and it's so right. It is the perception of value. And I think the hardest thing that we have is, I think we as we as, as advisors often think that because we think it's valuable, our clients should ultimately also all of a sudden think it's valuable. No, they won't. They won't. No. And that's why you see you've people. Got, yeah, it is. Information, and if they just still don't see value in it, then you've done your best. Yeah, you can't you can't help people if they don't want to be helped. You know, it's not a. But it's, it's not, not hard to tell them that's a, that's the thing. It's like for me just to like close on it, I just think that a, a broker, an advisor, should be the person who gives them all the information available for them to make an informed decision on what they see is fit for their value and purpose, not yours. That's not your decision. It's theirs. So do explain it properly and you'll never have to sell anything ever because yeah. the product is absolutely amazing. It's incredible. Like it just needs to be put across the right way and understandable. Absolutely. I love it. There you go.